What is going on, guys, and welcome back to the Cornerstone Christian Podcast. Uh, today's a special episode in that the topic of today's episode is uh, one that was brought to me by uh, a listener, Mr. Jason Charlton. I don't know if he told you uh, yeah. Gant, that he was going to be uh, emailing about that, but it's a, it's a really good question, uh, a question that I've actually heard several times. Uh, it, the question is, how do we quantify carrying guns as believers? Touchy subject, especially yeah. in, in a country that's so divided over the issue, which I will never understand. I don't see how you can be divided on an issue that's written down, shall not be infringed, but let's not right. go there just yet. Um, before I get into this, Gant, I didn't tell you about this, but uh, I want to share something that's uh kind of weighed on me today okay you know the devil gets a lot of credit where it's not due in that folks tend to uh something bad will happen to them or something's going on and they're like oh the devil this is the devil's fault this is this is the devil's fault this is his fault whenever that's not always the case yeah a lot of times it's this little thing that we are given called free will that and just maybe something stupid that you did. And I say that to say this. I got a little story of what happened to me Saturday. Uh, we have had a ministry ride planned for quite some time uh, with the Iron Horse Ministry. Right. And uh, we get out there and we met up at the, the Maverick down there. And we had, uh, I think, 17 bikes. And two vehicles, a bunch of people. Yeah. And uh, we're going to go out to Granbury, and we're going to go into this place called Stumpy's. Well, it turns out Stumpy's couldn't accommodate that many people, so we had to make a change of plans. We went to, to Grump's. But we get halfway there, and I'm on uh, Highway 4. I'm on my bike, and my head starts to hurt pretty, pretty good. Mm. And uh, we get about three-quarters of the way there, and I'm like, I'm... It's debilitating how much my head is hurting to the point yeah. where I'm thinking to myself, I should not be on a bike right now. <laughs> so uh, we get there, and thankfully my wife had decided to follow us in her car. Um, but we get there, and I get off my bike, and I've had head injuries, I've had concussions, I've had all kinds of stuff. But I'm going to tell you right now, the pain that I felt in my head was the most excruciating pain that I think I've ever felt. Um, really? It was bad. Um, I got off the bike. I was dizzy. I was nauseous. It wasn't a like a pulsing or throbbing pain in my head. It was just a constant, my head is going to explode. And I realized something. I didn't take my blood pressure medication. Oh. Um, yeah, that was, that was the root cause, I suppose. But... What ended up happening is, you know, everybody, they went in to the restaurant. They had a great time. I stayed out in the car with the air conditioner on me because I was sweating more than any human should ever sweat ever. I, I don't know. Yeah. What, I don't know if it was a, if it was part of whatever I was going through or what, but I sweat through my clothes, sweat through my wife's leather seats in her car. Um, it was pretty bad, but I say that because 
and this is just, uh, you may say this is grasping at straws, it, and you, you may be right, maybe not, but I say that because some folks had that happen to them. They could say something like, well, the devil put that headache on me so that I didn't get a message or I didn't do this or do that that night. When in all actuality, it was just because I'm an idiot and I forgot to take my medication. Um, right. I'm not using that whole story just as um, as the focal point for what I'm saying about the devil gets too much credit. I'm just using that as an example. Yeah. Um, but yeah, through my own um, lack of thought, I forgot my pills and I paid the price dearly for it. Yeah. Um, that's just one of those little things that came to me today that I wanted to discuss. But uh, I'm sure you get what I mean. Uh, all this kind of ties into a recurring theme we have in a lot of our discussions here that uh, we as humans as a whole are stupid. Yes, we are. Yeah. Whenever you're prescribed some medication to take for uh, your, health, your health and well-being, yeah, you should probably take them. Yeah, I mean, you're not a teenager anymore. Yeah, that's a fact that I'm reminded of daily. <laughs> you're in your 30s now. It's uh, Get out of bed, sounds like I'm walking on bubble wrap. Exactly. I mean, they, they say 40 is over the hill, but if that's the case, I'm pretty sure your 30s are that uh, last 10, 12 feet before you reach the summit. <laughs> yeah, I can agree with that wholeheartedly. Uh, I guess without further ado, let's let's get into our, our message for today. Yeah. Um, let's see. I think a good place to start would be uh, with a verse that I'm sure we're all pretty familiar with. Uh, it's Matthew yeah. 5, verse 39. 38. 38 is what 38 through 41. Oh, really? Depending on how far you want to get into it, yeah. Well, why don't you read 38 through 41 and I'll uh, I'll add what I got to it afterwards. Okay, what I got pulled up here. Uh, hang on just a second. Oh, come on. That's when everything wants to stick together here. Okay, well, it's just a little short blurb I got sitting off to the side here. It's uh, you've heard that it was said an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say to you, do not resist one who is evil. But if anyone strikes you on the right cheek, turn to him the other also. There's I, many directions you can take that one. Yes, there is. And see, what I have written down in my notes is this is a very interesting verse because Jesus specifically says your right cheek. He doesn't say cheek. Right. He says right cheek. And how would you strike somebody on their right? You know, they're predominantly, predominantly people are right-handed. Uh, how right. would you strike somebody on their right cheek with a blow with your right hand? You wouldn't, it would be their left cheek. So I believe this is alluding to, it's, it's like a Jewish idiom. Um, it says it's, it's like an insult. It would take you backhand somebody with your right hand, strike exactly them on their right cheek. It's like, you know, back in the days of King Arthur or whatever, it's like challenges, challenging somebody to a duel. Yeah, you're, you're insulting them. You're you're um, calling them out, and you know in that instance, there's no actual life-threatening harm. Uh, no, no. Now, if it were to escalate beyond that point to the point of violence, of course you're expected to defend yourself. Christ isn't telling you to lay down and let yourself get kicked to death. Um, yeah, no, by no means. Yeah, he's speaking of you know insults and like minor altercations. Anything beyond that, you know, yeah, it can become a matter of life and death. What do you, did you want to? Uh, no, that, that's pretty well along the same lines of where I was going with it. And it's because I've heard that in many ways before. It's basically if the other person's just being a jerk, then let them be a jerk. You know, that's eventually going to come back on them. 
but yeah, if it does escalate to that point of violence, and yes, by all means, if it's going to be cause you harm or death or someone around you or your loved ones harm or death, then by all means, do what you got to do. Just but simple insults or whatever. Yeah, no, just let yeah, that I mean, stuff slide because that speaks more on their character than sticks and stuff. And, exactly. Um, let's see where uh, do, 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 right here. You know, uh, when it comes to somebody who like clearly intends you harm or your property or something like that, something else comes to mind, and that would be Luke chapter twelve, verse thirty-nine. And all these that I'm reading are going to be in the New King James translation. Okay, I'm kind of partial to it, but yeah. <laughs> this one says, uh, "But know this: that if the master of the house had known what hour the thief would come, he would have watched and not allowed his house to be broken into." That sounds to me like Christ is saying that it's completely reasonable and almost expected to defend yourself and your property. See, in like this case, it's not a slap in the face. Nobody's challenging you to a duel. This is a clear and present threat that could easily result in, you know, someone's life. Uh, yeah. I guess just to expand on that one a little bit more, we're going to go to Mark three twenty-seven. Uh, no one can enter a strong man's house and plunder his goods unless he first binds the strong man and then he will plunder his house. So why would an intruder need to bind somebody in order to carry out his task unless he knew that what he was doing would likely be stopped? Yeah. Because it's, you know, he knows that he's not supposed to be doing something. You know, self-defense is something that was ingrained in us. We're born with a fight or flight. And, you know, it definitely seems like more so lately that it's been fight, not flight. Well, exactly. I don't, I don't know. I guess you could say it's 50-50. Still, yeah, it depends on where you're at. Yeah, you're at. But, uh, did you have anything you want to add to those? Uh, not that one specifically. What's the one I was looking for here? Maybe you can help me with this one where it's basically talking, where he's talking about uh, that we as followers should also follow the laws of the land or abide by the laws of the land, that, you know, on these points that, you know, See, and that one, that one's actually a, a huge source of controversy because yeah. let's, let's go there right now. Um, we'll call it Biden's America. Um, <laughs> do you believers out there, do you believe with, do you believe in, um, all the things that he is doing? Do you believe in pushing abortion? Do you believe in, you know, we're not going to go too far deep into this because I don't want to go too far into politics just yet. But let's take that for example. Pelosi, Biden, Schumer, all those people. Well, they are supposed to be the upholders of the law in this country. Do wow. you believe that they are in the right? Um, should we stand up against that that is against God's word? So that's kind of a double-edged thing right there. Do we follow the laws of the land? Or do we follow what God has told us to do, which is to follow the law of the land? So it's kind of yeah. like, it's kind of tricky right there. Right. Um, I see where you're going with that, though, um, as far as guns and violence and self-defense and all that stuff. Right. Yeah. Self-defense anymore. It's almost like you're proven guilty until or you're guilty until proven innocent. Yeah, almost uh, hate to see that, but yeah, it's 
a lot of times when you hear about it, that seems to be the case. Yeah. But, and that's, that's terrible that we've gotten to that point, but, uh, I'm sure you wanted to expand on that a little bit more. Um, not just, yeah, I'm still trying to find the, the specific scripture as saying that, but just, uh, good grief. Um, seems like I remember here, I want to say a year, maybe two ago, there, uh, it was either down here in Texas or possibly up in North Carolina, I want to say a dollar general that was getting, uh, gentleman went in there and was robbing it at gunpoint. Old boy come out with an AR and started chasing him. Yeah, and ended up popping them. And this dude's sister come back on talking about, you know, why'd you do that? You know, mm-hmm. he he was a good man, and all this, that, and the other. And if he's a good man, why is he robbing a store? Yeah, at gunpoint, nonetheless. You know, right, what I mean, right. and that's not to speak to, um, well, not to, let's, yeah. Let's just, just face it: if you're out there robbing stores, doing violent crimes and stuff like that, you're not a good person. I, there, I said yeah. it. I said it. I mean. Basically, play stupid games, you're going to win stupid prizes. There you, know? you go. It, yeah, I like that. Um, well, to, to expand again on uh, the Mark 3.27, I also have down Luke 11, verse 21. It says, when a strong man, fully armed, guards his own palace, his goods are in peace. And that kind of touches on what you're talking about. Granted, that Dollar General wasn't old boys, but yeah. he was in the vicinity, and he saw a need, he met a need. Um he went out and he saved lives by taking that guy down. Um, I don't want to touch on it just yet because I have it in my notes, but I'm going to talk about another uh, instance that happened here in Texas through, okay. about three years ago. Um, yeah, we'll talk about that in a few minutes. But I'm sorry, I don't mean to be doing all the talking, man. Go ahead. Oh, no, you're fine by all means. All, uh, yeah, because I'm still pulling some stuff up myself here. Um it's just, I mean, yeah, there is so much stuff you can find where, you know, uh, uh, talking about self-defense or home defense or, you know, whatever in the Bible here. And uh, uh, was it uh, John fifteen fourteen mm-hmm. talking about greater love has no one than this, than he that lays his life down for his friends. Absolutely. You know that that has so many meanings to it, uh, and you know yeah. that's, that's much like most script, uh, most scripture. Scripture, it's living. It's yeah. it's God's living word. It doesn't just mean one thing. It has no. so many different meanings to it, and it's up to us to listen to the Holy Spirit and have the Holy Spirit translate to us what something means. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've read through different books of the Bible, many time and time again. And each time I'll get something different out of it. Yeah. It you can go to the on... exact same scripture and yeah, it'll hit you different every time almost. Yeah. I mean, it, it depends on what state of mind you're in. It depends on what state of worship you're in. It depends on just what you're going through. Yeah. And it also, it really depends on what God wants to reveal to you. I mean, maybe at an earlier point in time, you weren't ready to understand what he had to show you at that particular point in time. And that right. really speaks to me on a very deep level because as I've gotten older, and really studied more, I feel that more has been shown, or not, I don't want to say shown, I've understood more uh, as I've gotten older, uh, and that's not to say that I'm some theologian or anything like that, by any means, oh, no, I'm means. just, I'm a shade tree Bible believer. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> I mean, yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, it just, God's word is alive, 
and it speaks to us differently each time we listen. Okay, so now that brings us to what about personal protection? Uh, one of my personal favorite verses concerning personal protection is Exodus 22, 2 through 3. Uh, if a thief is found breaking in and he is struck, this, yeah, sorry, and he is struck so that he dies, there shall be no guilt for his bloodshed. If the sun is risen on him, there shall be guilt for his bloodshed. Uh, he should make full restitution. If he has nothing, he shall be sold for his theft. Um, sorry, wrestling papers here in y'all's ear. Uh, see, here we see that there is no intent other than self-defense. There is no wrongdoing. The guy, dude's house got broke into. He was acting in self-defense. It's dark. You don't know what's going on. Dude could be, could yeah. be coming in there trying to steal from him. Could be trying to kill him. He don't know. He yeah. just, he reacted. Um, yeah, it's not like you could flip the lights on back then or anything. Hold on, let me light this candle. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, so therefore, you know, he, he was in the right. He didn't do anything wrong. But in the daytime, could the situation have gone differently? Well, I think that takes us back to Mark 3.27, where it says, No one can enter a strong man's house and plunder his goods unless he first binds a strong man, and then he will plunder his house. So yeah. see how it kind of comes full circle there? Yeah. If it was in the daytime, the bad guy would have had to bind the homeowner to do exactly. what he wanted to do. And therefore, now he's entitled to defend himself and his property. Yeah. So either way, either he kills the dude at night or he defends himself in the daytime. Yeah. I see no wrongdoing there. Either way, he's going to have to pay it back. Right. One way or another. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. So, what about guns? Where do they fit into all this? See, I believe that a gun is no different than a staff, a slingshot, a bow. A weapon of any kind is nothing more than an extension of the one who wields it. Right. And I bet you guys did not know that gun control is mentioned in the Bible. Did you know that? Hmm. Check it out, Isaiah. Chapter 10, verse 15. Shall the axe boast itself against him, him who chops with it? Or shall the saw exalt itself against him who saws with it? As if a rod could wield itself against those who lift it up, or as if a staff could lift up as if it were not wood. See, I read that as a huge argument, scriptural argument, for gun control. It's not a gun problem. It's a heart problem. The That's gun is nothing more than a tool. Um... Yes, I am a Bible-believing, gun-toting Texan. But, oh, yeah. Same here. <laughs> right. So I'm a little bit biased on this, but I don't believe for one second that me or anybody that has the same mindset on the situation is in the wrong. I mean, yeah, we were given by the United States of America, but more importantly by God, the right to have weapons and have something to defend ourselves because do you really think that if weapons were not okay that god would have let this go on this long yeah i mean um so really no matter the choice of the weapon we're expected to defend ourselves and others by whatever means necessary uh there have been so many instances where a good guy with a gun could have saved countless lives but in some places guns aren't allowed so lives were lost Right. Uh, I spoke on earlier 
just a few years ago here in Texas, um, it was over, I think it was over there by the Metroplex, not quite in the Metroplex, but maybe on the other side. There was a church shooting. Uh, you may remember this. Uh, it was in the news like crazy. But this dude came into the church building during services with a shotgun. Yep. Uh, I want to say he had one in the chamber and five in the tube, if I remember correctly. I could be wrong. Yeah. But he came in there with every intent to take down Taking six people. somebody out. Yeah, yep. he's six people. If I remember correctly, again, he he did kill one person and injured another. But because of a good guy with a gun, and he that good guy with a gun responded quickly, which that guy was a great shot. I'm going to give him that. He was yeah. 50 feet away and dropped him in one shot. From what but, I remember the video, yeah. But that guy, the good guy with the gun, you know, neutralized the threat. And had he not done that, how many more people would have died? You know, probably at least exactly four more people. That's how many yeah. rounds he had left. But, you know, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that it's of no consequence to take another human's life, um, no matter the circumstances. Um, I honestly don't know how I would handle it myself. And I hope that it never comes to that point that I do have to take another human's life. But I yeah. can tell you that if it comes down to me and my family and my friends and somebody, just somebody that's in trouble, if they need somebody to come to their aid, I'm there. Yeah. Um, and, you know, let the legal aspect, let the legal aspect of it play out however it wants to play out. But I know that in my heart of hearts that I did what I'm expected to do in saving other people and trying to help other people. Exactly. Psalm 82, three, defend the weak and the fatherless, uphold the cause of the poor and the oppressed. Not strictly, you know, going with what we're, but yeah, the, at least that first part, defend the weak and the fatherless. I mean, yeah. I mean, that word defend is not, um, exhaustible. You yeah. Know? that word can be very broad broad and it could include any number of things defend them from what defend them from poverty defend them from danger defend them from anything yeah just take care of them look after them uh you know jesus tells us in luke chapter 22 verses 35 through 38 uh, it says and he said to them when i sent you sorry when i sent you without money bag knapsack and sandals did you lack anything so they said nothing then he said to them, but now he who has a money bag, let him take it. And likewise, a knapsack and he who has no sword, let him sell his garment and buy one. For I say to you that this, which is written must be accomplished in me. And he was numbered with the transgress transgressors for the things concerning me have an end. So they said, Lord, look, there are two swords. And he said to them, that is enough. You know, Christ in this instance was speaking to the disciples about the times ahead yeah um you know with christ there it seemed like relatively sunshine and rainbows they were with them and everything was hunky-dory for the most part i mean of course there was yeah, I mean, there wasn't any um just yet uh death threats and all that stuff at that point soon, right. soon thereafter of course but uh you know christ knew that he had to take his seat at the right hand of God and that things are going to go crazy down here. Um, violence, the likes of which believers had never seen. And he told us just then in those verses that 
there will one day be a need for us to have a sword or a gun or a staff or a stick or a slingshot yeah. or whatever. However, I think it's worth mentioning that he told us to, to buy that sword. He didn't tell us to necessarily go out and use the sword for anything. Yeah, no, you're not supposed to be actively seeking out to cause harm. I mean, yeah, I mean, don't go out that, and that, start no that's trouble. That's where, yeah, that's where you put yourself in the wrong at that, you know, at that point in time. But if you, you know, if happen to own the weapon, which a lot of people did, especially when they were traveling in those times, that uh, I've heard it that like, especially in certain parts of Israel, there there was a lot of like, you know, whatever you want to call them, highwaymen or yeah. robbers or whatever. So, I mean, you kind of had to, you know, stick up for yourself and be able to defend yourself if you did a lot of traveling in those days. And uh, like you were saying, you know, uh, Jesus knew it was his time to go back up and be with the Father, and that war was inevitable with humans. And so, That's our nature. Yeah, something's going to happen at some point. So That kind of reminds me of the scorpion and the frog. You remember that? Yeah. The whole... If you guys don't know, I'm going to tell you anyway. Uh, so a scorpion come up to the uh, side of a river one day. There's a frog there. And the scorpion really needed to get across the river. So the scorpion looks at the frog and he says, Hey, man, I really need to get across this river. Can can I jump on your back and you know take you over? Can you take me over there? And the frog looks at him and says, No, you're going to sting me. Uh, the scorpion says, No, no, no. I just I really need to get across the river. If you can help me out, I'd really appreciate it. So reluctantly... The, uh, the frog says, all right, fine, climb on my back. So the scorpion climbs on his back, and, you know, halfway across the river, the scorpion stings him. And the frog looks up at the scorpion, looks over his shoulder at the scorpion, and he says, you know, what are you doing? And the scorpion just simply says to him, I can't help it, it's in my nature. Yeah. So, you know, you there are certain things about the flesh, about, you know, worldly values as they are, that we just can't fight against um, without God. Uh, we have to have God in our lives to overcome those obstacles. And that doesn't mean that we're going to overcome them 100% of the time. We're always yeah. going to fall short. Um, but Sorry, sidetrack. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> oh, you're fine. You're fine. Uh, now, I was just thinking that something that had come up in uh, 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 Charlton's uh, sermon and something we've discussed at work quite a bit when it comes to the subject is how do you love your neighbor when they don't love you when they have that come at you with that intention to cause harm or whatever how are you as a christian supposed to show that love that we're supposed to show all of our brothers and sisters and you know sunday school answer pray for them no um my answer would be kill them with kindness um, you know, do what you can to help that person show that person that you mean no ill will. Yeah. Uh, you're just wanting to share the, the good news with them. And, you know, I'm sure you understand that some people, some folks don't want to hear the good news. Yeah. Sometimes they even get combative whenever you come at them with it. And then, you know, what do we do in that instance? Yeah. I mean, gets crazy you know it's like at, at what point do you draw that line so to speak and you know it's like or what what point do you cross that line where you know you, you go from just straight you know non-violent love to you know 
I got to do something here, you know. Right. And, and, you know, as believers and as Christians, I don't think that we should ever, um, we should never escalate the situations ourselves at that point. No. Uh, we need to distance ourselves from those situations. However, if we ever find ourselves in those situations and it's unavoidable, you know, by all yeah. means, stand your ground. Um, try to get out of there. But if you can't, do what you can. I, yeah, I mean, I mean, I I'm not gonna sit here and tell you what to do because I don't know the situation. I don't really want to put out their violent ideas. <laughs> but yeah, exactly. I mean, we, it's we're supposed to be loving, and you know, it, it, you know, the the ultimate goal is you know to like okay, maybe this person doesn't know Christ, and we're supposed to show them that bit of Christ, and hopefully bring them around to love Christ as we do, you know, you know if, you if can, that's the case, you know, ideally you can leave that situation in a nonviolent manner. And the yeah. way that they saw you handle that situation, maybe yeah. that spoke to them in a much more powerful way than, you know, uh, yeah. it could be a seed planted that it may not grow for quite some time, but eventually it will. They might think yeah. back years down the road, but Hey, that, that one guy, he did this. And I wonder how he did that or wonder why he did that or how he was able to do that. Yeah. Get people thinking, uh, is what I would say about that. Uh, what's funny is you touched on this verse earlier. Uh, the greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. That's uh, John fifteen thirteen. Yeah. And see, whenever you take it upon yourself to defend yourself and more importantly, others around you, you're doing just that. Um, when you're protecting your family, your friends or strangers or whatever, yeah. a believer is unselfishly risking his or her own life for the sake of others. Um, legal ramifications and all. Um, yeah. It doesn't matter in that moment. You're just doing the right thing. Yeah, because um, I mean, technically, I guess if you want to call it the worst case scenario in that, you know, situation, if it comes down to having to make that decision to lay your life down for in defense of whatever. It's still not that bad of a scenario. It, it, it depending on how you want to look at it. Cause you know where you're going when it's all said and done. Mm -hmm. You know, you might not be sure about the other, you know, guy, but you at least know where you're going to wake up on the other side of this. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, <laughs> that kind of makes me think, uh, you always hear people say only God can judge me this is absolutely true. Yeah. But that being said, that doesn't give you the right to be an insufferable jerk. So just, exactly. Just, I mean. just remember that. Uh, so really, I guess my final thoughts, um, I firmly believe in the right to keep and bear arms. It is a right given to us, not only by the United States of America, but by God. And as I mentioned earlier, if that weren't the case, then why would humanity have had, had had up until this point the ability to maintain ownership of weapons if it was deemed wrong by God. Yeah. You know, if, if I think if it was wrong, he would have, he might've mentioned that by now. Yeah. Um, something. What would have put something in the place? Yeah. Right. Um, but going back to the whole gun situation, it's guns are not the problem folks. It's the heart. It's the heart. Cain did not kill Abel with a Glock. Nope. Uh, 
he picked up whatever he could get his hands on. It just happened to be a rock. Mm-hmm. So, you want to carry a gun? Awesome. It is your right to do so. I encourage you to do so legally. Um, don't. And please learn how to use it properly. Yes, absolutely. Uh, uh, that's another little side note. If I can throw that in here real quick, is uh, uh, another gentleman that uh, I work with, and I got into discussions about here a while back when uh, coming to this uh, open carry, constitutional carry mm-hmm. that we got coming into effect here, but September about 30th. what, another month? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, that, that's all fine and dandy on the surface, but what about the, you know, any old Tom, Dick, and Harry that coming in off the street that's never fired, much less owned, or even picked up a, you know, a gun, all of a sudden they're carrying something on their hip. And I, I love the idea of a constitutional carry on the surface. Yeah. Um, but just because of the reasons you just said, I'm on the fence about it. Me, yeah, we, we, we've got that experience, yes. you know. Personally, I'm licensed. Um, I think probably a good three quarters of the people I know are licensed to carry. Exactly. Speaking about that, those of you in Texas, uh, if you guys haven't heard about this, the whole uh, constitutional carry going to effect September 1st, if you are licensed to carry, do not let your LTC expire. Nope. Um, For multiple reasons. One, what if they rescind this? You know, what if it's no longer constitutional carry? You're still covered. And two, yeah. even if it's constitutional carry, whenever you go into a, a place to buy a weapon, you still have to go through the background check. However, yeah. with a licensed carry, you don't have to. It just makes it streamlined. Um, and there was another reason, but honestly, off the top of my head right now, I can't remember what it was. But just remember, don't let your LC, LTC expire. Uh, that's something you definitely want to hold on to. Um, because who knows? It may not even be don't going down the road. It may not even be available to us again. So yeah. Well, this is Texas. I can't say that. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> you know, Texas great. Officially, unofficial. You know. Right. But for those of you out there questioning, how do we quantify carrying a, a handgun or a gun and still be believers at the same time? Well. God gave you the right to defend yourself. Yeah. That short answer. God gave you the right to defend yourself. Use that right. Yeah. Uh, that's my belief, and I, I imagine that's probably most people's belief. So, do you, but don't do harm. Yeah, it's, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so, anyway. Show the love. Yep. Even if love is protecting somebody else. Yep. So, all right, guys. Uh, As always, we appreciate you listening. Please uh, rate the podcast, share the podcast, and all that good stuff. And uh, we will see y'all next week. God bless y'all. Amen.